don't be afraid to to realize that something you're doing isn't exactly what you want to be doing and it's okay to change course. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And as usual, Karen, we always like to thank our sponsor this episode. Cowboy Magic. Cowboy Magic. As promised, we wanted to highlight a new product every week, Karen. Yes. And what do we have this week? This week, we got the Cowboy Magic Green Spot Remover. Green Spot Remover. Yes. It is great for those horses that get the the green grass stains all over them or the urine spots. Uh, You just spray it and just wipe it down. comes right off. It also helps uh, remove the wet or the dried uh, sweat instantly. Yeah, that's, that's terrible stuff. You know you're going to the show and that horse decides they're going <sighs> to make a little mess. Always. Cleaned up. Always. So it leaves, it conditions the coat a little bit. You just mm-hmm. buff it off and it'll leave the coat nice and shiny. So it's kind of dual action. And then what's the special, special human application? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's great for campers and mountain bikers too. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, you can use it to wipe off, get the dirt, smelly... Oh, body odors off. Yeah, so kind of like a dry bath. So yeah, you just yeah. Kind of spray it on yourself, rub it off, and it it, it breaks yeah. down all the. Just use a wet towel and yeah. wipe away. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So for campers, or if you're if you're camping at that horse show and you're kind of you know getting a little. Don't be afraid to use it. Don't be afraid to use it. Low for the horse, low for you. Spritz, mm-hmm. spritz. You know, nice awesome. and shiny and clean. So you got that that white or gray horse out there to decide they want to take a little roll right before they go, go in the show ring. Yeah. Here's your product. There you go. So thank you very much, Cowboy Magic. We love your products, and thank you so much for sponsoring us. Yeah, and like they say, when performance counts. There you go. Cowboy Magic's your product. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, very special guest today. Yes, tonight. another one. Yes, another special, <laughs> special guest. <laughs> we all love our guests. Our, we love all of our guests, Karen. <laughs> so today we have a very special guest. Not only is this uh, eventer, a four-star event rider, but she also co-hosts her own podcast called The Whole Equestrian. Please welcome to the show, Emily Hamill. Welcome. Emily, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to chat with you guys. Super excited to have you on. Yeah, Thank you so are. much for joining us. Uh, truth be told, no she is she is a health guru, but I did, I did invite <laughs> her to this. To do this interview, Karen, while we were both standing at a bar mixing cocktails. Yes, <laughs> that happened. Yeah. So I do all my best so, networking at the bar. Right, Karen. right. <laughs> with the drink. Right. Yeah. The drink. <laughs> I may be health conscious, but, you know, I don't have a problem with drinking occasionally. So, yeah. yeah. Moderation. That was a good night, huh? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Whew. Holy smokes. <laughs> what a night. Uh, the uh, Awesome. So... So we know that you're kind of local to us, but eventers are always flying around. Are you? Are you? Where are you right now? Are you out out and about competing? Are you at home? Where Where are you talking to us from? Um, I am currently at home um, at my house in Coatesville, Pennsylvania, and I'm just hanging out with my dog because my husband PJ Arnold is currently away. So I have the house all to myself. Oh, oh nice. Sounds nice. Sounds yeah. Yeah, very little, nice. Little little get that husband out of the house. Be gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you used to you mean the one that's out of the house and him getting some 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 guy time. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So you have a pretty interesting story, but we'll, we're going to, but first, Cam, yeah, yeah, we want to go back and we want to hear how it all started. So you can, uh, can you tell us how you got your start in riding and then into eventing? Sure. Well, um, I've always been interested in horses, like ever since I was little, you know, typical girl wants a pony, that sort of thing. Um, but I had my first official riding lesson when I was eight. And my stepmom, um, who actually grew up riding, like she never had her own horse, but took lessons. She was the one that took me to my first riding lesson. And that was in New York. Um, and then when I went home to Wisconsin, because my dad lives in New York, my mom lives in Wisconsin. Um, I was like, Mom, I had this lesson. It was great. Like, I need to find a barn, sign up and take lessons. So um, my mom being the supportive parent that she is, um, found a really great barn and trainer and uh, we just got into it. Um, and then I guess a year-ish, year and a half later, my mom bought me my first horse. Um, I guess actually it was a joint effort, mom and dad. Um, but anyway, they bought me this crazy Spanish Barb who was like a rescue. And I can't believe that they, that was my first horse. Like I would never <laughs> let one of my clients buy that for their child. Um, but I learned a lot and, uh, yeah. And so after that, um, my parents bought a small farm and then my, you know, I got another horse and taught lessons at my family's farm and, um, that just kind of like snowballed and, um, yeah. And then I, I went to school, I actually went to school for, um, an equine science degree, but then, um, I guess my sophomore year of college, I did an internship and it was like for credit at school and I did it with Courtney Cooper and, um, yeah, I learned a lot there and it was a great like working student position. Um, and then I went back to school and I realized I learned more like in a working student position than I did in a classroom. So, um, I switched my major to, um, uh, business just to get a degree in like finished school. Um, yeah. And then I don't know. I feel like I'm giving you a lot of information. Do you want me to keep going or back of course, off a yeah. little? Bit? We're, we're, <laughs> okay. we're into it. We like to keep hear, going. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, okay. We, we love to hear um, about people so they, when they go into college and like uh, everyone has a different yeah. journey. So yeah. we, we, this is this is what we want to know for sure. Yeah. So I went to school, got my degree. Um, then I guess in there I did another working student position for Courtney. Like I did two winter springs with her in Aiken. Um, and I was able to fit that in with school. And then after I finished school, um, I did another working student position with Heidi White. And that was, again, like a winter, spring kind of thing. And then, um, you know, some other things happened in there. But I got a job offer in Lexington, Kentucky. So then I moved there and um, taught lessons at this farm and trained horses. And it was a great little farm. I loved it, loved the people. Um, and then the lady who owned the farm, 
she was she was looking to retire and kind of you know downsize so I guess she liked what I was doing there she offered to sell me the farm so I did like a lease to own um and then I I eventually bought the farm which was a huge thing um and like only possible because she did owner financing because I was like 23 at the time and uh no bank was going to lend me like a million dollars. So um, anyway, so that was that was great. It was a good experience. I did that for several years and um, got some really good clients and got a really good owner um, during that whole time. And then um, I started, I had this horse um, that was moving up the levels, Ramsey, and um, I realized that I needed more coaching. And so one year I went to Aiken and started riding with Philip. Um, and then I basically realized that I had to travel so much to train and it was hard to do that and teach and keep a farm going and all of that. Um, so my owners actually um, suggested that, you know, I consider possibly selling the farm cause they wanted to get a farm. And so I was able to do that and move and then focus kind of more on my riding, um, and not so much the farm ownership part of it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, fast forward a little bit. I was traveling back and forth to Phillips to train, And then we'd have him out to this new farm for clinics. And then my situation kind of changed in Kentucky. So Philip offered me a job and that's what brought me here. So that was a very long-winded story, but that is how I got to West Grove, Pennsylvania. Wow. And how long have you been at True Prospect with Philip? How long? Um, I have been there for almost four years. It'll be four years in November. Okay. And was it um, so. now? So, so, so you went from having your own business and your own you know, farm and training and all that stuff. Did you, when you started with Philip, did you start as like a rider, or was it like you had to go back to the basics and be a working student? What, how, how was that? Like, what was that? Um, like? I would say it was a glorified working student position. You know, like I, I did get to ride a lot, but it was, it was definitely different. And I knew like going into it, I was like, I need to just commit to this a hundred percent and just do my best and work hard and see where it takes me, you know? Um, so yeah, in a way it was kind of like taking a step back. Um, but you know, his program was different than my program, obviously, cause he's very elite. Um, I mean the program and the horses and everything is very elite. So you know, I had to learn all of that and I did not mind putting in the the hard work and effort because, um, you know, I just knew that it would hope, well, I hoped that it would lead to, to more. And right. so um, anyway, I kind of trusted in that and lo and behold, it did. I have been like his head rider now for a couple years and um he's given me really great opportunities to ride and compete the young horses. And, you know, I get to ride really cool horses every day. Um, 
to help him keep his horses in work. So yeah, it's, it's great. I love it here. What's the, the life of a head rider at, at Phillips like? What's uh, as in like the day job? Like what's the, what's the day like for you? Yeah. So I still like, I come to the barn and, um, at 7am or 6.30 if I have earlies and I'll help with like feed and turn out. And then after that, I usually start riding and I'll just ride, you know, my list for the day. And then if there's still stuff to do at the end of the day, I'll help with that. But I also, you know, teach a couple lessons a day sometimes, um, definitely several a week. Um, so I have to fit that in the schedule. So Basically, like I focus on riding, but I also help as needed in the barn, which is, you know, I actually enjoy that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wow. That's really awesome. Mm -hmm. And does he still give you, like, do you get lessons as a rider or coaching? Like, uh, what? Or what's that like? Yeah. He, um, He always helps me, like, on jump days, unless he's gone. Um, so that's great to have his guidance on a regular basis. And then, um, you know, he helps me on the flat as needed. Um, so yeah. And, you know, cross country schooling and coaching at events. So it's really nice to kind of have his eye on the ground mm-hmm. whenever I need it. Oh, so for sure, for sure. Talk about elite. I mean, come on, does it get more elite? Not not too much. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And so. now that brings us up to like your current, you're still technically in, have like, your own business as well as working full time for Philip. That's Emily Hamill eventing, right? Yeah. And, so and I have a couple of, Oh yeah. Um, I have a couple of my own clients that I, you know, give lessons to on a regular basis. Um, and then I really, like, I really enjoy teaching and doing clinics. So I try to do that um, when time allows, but that's kind of a big, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. question <laughs> yeah. of when time allows. But when it does, I um, I have a good group of people in Wisconsin that I teach since that's where I grew up. Um, and then uh, I've started teaching at this barn in southern maryland every once in a while and so i just you know and i have a good group in new jersey like some pony clubbers there so yeah it's it's fun i make it work that's awesome and now for competition horses now you have the 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 wonderful corvette what a cute beautiful horse yeah he's really (laughs) is that how many horses do you have you have corvette now tell us about the horses and what, what you have going there yeah. So my main horse is Corvette or Barry, as he's affectionately known in the barn. Um, and he's just like, oh, I love that horse so much. Um, I could talk about him for the whole podcast, but I won't. Um, so that's that's my main man. And then I have um, a young horse that's basically a project and resale. Um, I just got him in May and he's a five-year-old Swedish dwarf blood. Yeah, he's he's quite nice as well. He's very green because when I got him, he was sitting out in a field, um, but he's coming along. Lovely mover, good jumper. Um, wish I could keep him, but that's not in the cards at the yeah. moment. So, yeah. yeah. Are you, are you, uh, is there space for you to bring in horses if someone had a horse f- that they want to train by you or ridden by you? Um, I think, you know, Philip's great and he kind of 
makes room and makes things work as needed. Um, like one of my students boards at Phillips Barn. Um, so it was really nice for him to make space for that. And I'm sure if the, the opportunity arose that I'd be able to bring in another horse um, if, if I had the interest. So, gotcha. um, but as far as like my extra horse, my sales horse, he's just in one of the other barns at Phillips. Okay. So I kind of, I do him before or after work. Um, so, yeah. Gotcha. Man, how many horses a day are you riding, do you think, normally, regular day? Um, well, today I rode eight, I think. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so it's like, you know, six to ten-ish. I really like six to eight is kind of the sweet spot for me. I like that mm-hmm. number. There have been days where it's like 10 to 12, and Oof. that's a lot of horses. Um, but luckily, like, we've got some good girls in now that help with the riding too. So, um, yeah, not that I don't love riding that many horses, but on a regular basis, that can get a little, <laughs> little, little much. So, uh, and we did see you, uh, you and Corvette at Great Meadow, uh, the other week. That horse can jump. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes. Um, he has, he has a lot of scope. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's, just really cool. He was great. We had our best dressage score at the four star level. Um, that's always kind of been our the the phase we struggle in because um, he would much rather run and jump. But we're we're getting it. We've started working with James Burtwell, um, who, yeah, he's been really helpful and he understands Barry quite well and gives me good good advice on that front. Um, yeah. And then show jumping, he jumped a clear round. We had like three seconds of time, but I'm, um, sure that it's because we spend too much of it in the air, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) funny story before show jumping, he actually, I fell off of him in the warm up, but it wasn't like fence related at all. We were just like, trotting around and he's a bit horse shy and some horse came straight at him and he just like spun and dropped me faster than I knew what was going on. But yeah, we did see a anyway, I was horse fine. with their tail sticking yeah, straight in the like, air galloping around. <laughs> we didn't know that yeah. was you though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Barry galloping around the warm up. Um, so anyway, but I was fine, got on, jumped around and then um cross country he was great and it was um, like he felt really good and, um, it was nice to jump around a big track again. Cause our last four star was at Bromont and that didn't go according to plans, um, mostly rider error, but so it's always nice. Like your next big run after that to, to have a good go. Yeah, so yeah. I was, I what's was very the, happy with him. What's the fall yeah. season looking like for you guys? Um, we are entered to do plantation at the four star and then, um, we'll be aiming for fair Hill doing the four star long there. Nice. Well, so. you know, Emily, there's two very, so you said plantation. Well, yep. you just happened to be talking to the live stream commentary. <laughs> oh yes. yes. <laughs> Congratulations. That's going to be so cool. I'm excited for you guys. So, so what we're going to need is we're going to need, if you, if you run or something, one of those days, we need to just swing by and hop on with us and say hello while we're live. Yes. Okay. 
Yes, I would love that. That would awesome. be great. Awesome. Formal invitation. There you cool. go. Live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, now then, I can't back out. Everybody no. heard that no. I'm going to. And then you said so Fair Hill as well? Yep. And you guys have a, a tent there, right? You're going to be have yes. a tailgating spot. Is that correct? Oh, yes. oh yeah. It's going to be the official watering hole of riders after their ride cross country. Love before. it. <laughs> or before. <laughs> or before. It would be water yeah, after going before or a libation. After. Yeah. <laughs> And aren't you guys coming up with like a signature drink or something? Uh, we're, we, we're thinking about it. We said it. that, but who has time, Karen? Yeah. Who has time? I'm just gonna... We might just take something that we know how to make and just name, rename it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's called beer. I mean, that's we'll fine. Beer. <laughs> we, we won't care. Yeah. As long as you're offering some some refreshment, we yeah. will not care. So we're hoping that you come by for refreshments. That That's the purpose is to get riders like you who yeah. are competing and going to be there. And we know it's. We know you're there on business, but we think it'd be really cool to give you the opportunity to say hello to fans, you know? Yeah. So if you have five minutes, swing on in and throw say a couple hello. of cornhole bags. Throw a little cornhole. So <laughs> you won't be able to. Oh, resist. nice. Our tent is, uh, I would. I designed it so it's, of course, loud. It's a little, a little obnoxious. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't scare horses as they go by. So, we'll yeah, I'm sure they're, <laughs> they're pretty used to scary things. It's yeah. fine. Well, they look at me sometimes and they, oh, don't, you know, they don't spook too often. <laughs> Most times, <laughs> I haven't had a horse jump the rope when they saw me in months. Kate. No. So, so. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the whole equestrian. Uh, yeah, the whole equestrian podcast. You guys have been doing that now for I don't know how long. A year now. How long has this been going? Um, not quite a year. So we started it in January, and it was just kind of random how it all came together. Um, but kind of the start of it was. I was, this is going to sound super dorky, but I wanted to have like a goal setting night on um, New Year's Eve, like so that you're starting the new year, right? I guess maybe we did it January 1st. I think I may have actually done something like fun on New Year's Eve. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then, yeah, January 1st, we like had this goal setting night with the girls from the farm and, uh, that like that was really again slightly dorky but good to put kind of your your goals for the year and what you want to accomplish down on paper um so we did this and it like Tyler was there and um the next day we were like god that was awesome like we were all revved up about these goals and just doing cool things um and Tyler and I had been wanting to um do some sort of creative project together. We weren't quite sure what, like we'd thrown out podcasts or, you know, we had thought possibly a podcast, but hadn't really decided on exactly what we wanted to do. So the next day we were all like, you know, inspired and we <laughs> went to the, to the Hitchcock woods in Aiken. Um, and we went for a hike and like this brainstorming hike and we were just like throwing out thoughts and ideas. And then we landed on coming up with a podcast um, that deals with equestrians and wellness and all of that. Because um, Tyler and I are are really into the whole fitness nutrition game. So um, anyway, this basically, we put this all together on our, on our hike. And then we even came up with the name and it just like a couple days later, we sat down, brainstormed an idea for our first podcast. And then 
put it on air. It just kind of happened like that. So, yeah. I was so excited for you guys. I don't really know how I found out about the podcast starting, but I did. I don't know. Maybe it was like, you know how like on Facebook, maybe you share something and then someone that you're friends with likes it or something. So I think it was maybe like, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm friends with you. I don't know. I don't know how it was, but I saw someone did it. Maybe Jimmy Schramm shared it, I think is what it was. Like it was like your first episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And I've, I've seen you guys around and Karen's seen you guys around, mm-hmm. but we didn't know you guys personally at all. And um, since then we've, we've met Tyler and, um, you know, uh, and, and Tyler, tell us a little bit about Tyler. She She's Jenny Brannigan's groom right now, right? Yes. She is. And before that, she was um, Kevin Keene's vet tech. So that's actually how we got to know each other because Kevin's horses are at Phillips Barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin is at our barn a lot, yeah. you know, helping <laughs> us and doing his horses and all of that. So um, Tyler was with him and we just kind of became friends through that. Um, so she's an awesome girl. And like, she's just like, I don't know. She has so many things going and she's so excited about life and it's, she's a good person to surround yourself with. So she is a hustler. Both of you guys are hustlers. I mean, geez Louise, as if you guys didn't have enough and I listen to your podcast. I know, you know, you're riding all these horses and then you're doing your fitness stuff on after that and and then uh the podcast on top of that and then tyler she's i think going to jujitsu every week now every day and i mean it's just you guys are yeah crazy crazy yeah (laughs) well you know i gotta just go with it while it while i still have it so (laughs) while you still have it it's probably gonna keep the longevity and the riding the uh do do me a favor for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast can you share just a couple of like your topics that you guys would 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 cover something that uh someone that tunes in what what would be like a topic that they might hear you guys talk about one or two of them okay well our our kind of tagline is bridging the gap between riding and wellness so we talk about things like mindset nutrition um fitness and community so Um, Just an example, August episode um, was on cross-training your life. So we just talked about different ways you can like add things into your your schedule um, to get more fit and also help your riding and that sort of thing. And then um, for next month, it looks like we're going to, our topic is going to be dealing with setbacks. so we, we threw out an audience poll um, between that and I think investing in the process and the dealing with setbacks looks like it's going to be the winner. So we're going to be talking about that um, in September. Yeah. Who doesn't wow. have setbacks, you know? Right. Especially in this sport. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we talk about it a lot on the podcast where mm-hmm. we, we love it when people bring up the hard times and how they got through them because we always feel like you're alone when you're the person that has the horse to pull the shoe the morning of the show and they're lame or, or, you know, or, or whatever yeah. the, the problem is. You always feel like everyone else is having the greatest go ever and you're the only person in a slump. So right. <clears throat> I appreciate that you guys are, are covering that stuff and that's fantastic. And then you guys, you know, we're really hoping that our listeners go over there and give it a shot and check it out and listen up. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The Holy you guys also have a Facebook page and a community group, right? Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, so on Facebook, you can just search for the whole equestrian and then um, 
as far as like a, a group, we have the whole equestrian community. And to be honest, like our social media game, we've got to step it up, but it's just, <laughs> it's been like a time factor. Like we just haven't really um, given it the time it needs to like grow it, but we're hoping to um, put more time into that during the off season and, you know, really try to, to make it a little bigger and better. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, and the cool thing about a group is, it's the community essentially can start taking that over and, and creating the topics. And that's the yeah. essence of a group mm-hmm. is to, is to let it be a community. And that's the, with our group, our, our, uh, our major league eventers group. It's the same type of thing where we're hoping that, you know, with time, the members of the group take ownership of it and, and really kind of, uh, bring out the best. Yeah. That can be. So that's why you have the page. Yeah. And it seems- yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I- Oh, I was just going to say, it seems like your group is really taking off. Like I, I'm part of that on Facebook and that's great. I, you guys are doing some cool things with that. So. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> As we've been, you know, why, why, why work at my day job when I could be on Facebook, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. So that's fantastic. So, yeah. uh, that, that's uh podcasters got to stick together. So mm-hmm. I'm really rooting for you guys. Yeah, Karen's for, sure. for you guys. And, and, and it's oh, great. well, thanks yeah, for sure. And it's a great, your, your concept is fantastic. It's, it's perfect. It's no one else is doing it. And, and I think everyone could benefit from it. I've listened to it and I, and I love your topics and you girls get along so good. And, and uh, I love it. And I'm just so excited for you guys. So super. Oh, well, we enjoy it. It's a fun, <laughs> fun side hustle, you know, it's a good side hustle we appreciate it very much yeah so emily we have a segment called quick fire questions so okay it's time for you to uh answer some just some random questions hot seat yeah you're in the hot seat right now (laughs) and you get graded again i've trained for this i'm ready (laughs) okay all right so five questions um your favorite event to compete at Bromont. Nice. Okay. Good, answer. Yeah. Good answer. I think e- even though this was not my year, but I still love Bromont. So. <laughs> I think that's one of our favorites now too. Yeah. Oh, it was nice. It's nice there. Yeah. You just feel like you're like in some European city and it's the food is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've never had a bad meal there and it's so beautiful. So yeah. anyway, it's yeah. almost like being in another country. <laughs> Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, I goodness. say dorky stuff. You yeah. want to talk about you know geeky stuff? I, I'm I'm the biggest geek, but uh, it is. It's a, we make the mistake. We joke around. We would we go in a restaurant and someone would say oh bonjour and we would say oh bonjour and then they would assume that we knew French and then start like talking yeah. to us in French and and then they see our faces like yeah, the eyes get big and they're like oh we get an English menu. <laughs> Here's your menu. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, growing up, who were you a fan of, riding wise? Um. Well, I mean, is it cheesy to say Philip Dutton because now I work for him? But seriously, like watching him when I was younger and going to Rolex, I was always like, "Oh, he's amazing." So, and then, um, I mean, Bruce Davidson is also a legend. So, um. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good okay. answer. Yeah. He was mine when I was growing up. Uh, Bruce. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Do you have any good luck or superstitions before an event? Um, I don't anymore. I used to 
but then I just, I gave up on that too, too hard to, to remember <laughs> all of your lucky things or like, you know, you just got to go with it. And yeah. It's uh, funny. Um, all right. Go into your podcast. Uh, do you have a tip for staying fit for riding? Uh, yoga and Pilates. And if you have to choose one Pilates, because the core strength that you, you work on there is just, it's been so helpful in my riding. There you go. There you Pilates. Go. Pilates. Dang, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There you go. All the right. Yeah. tip of the day. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, well, I think I would have to go with um, the Moreland's Totila's horse. Um, that was Edward Gall's horse. Yeah. I I saw him at the 2010 World Equestrian Games in Kentucky, and like the performances were amazing. And I don't know. I feel like if I sat on a really nice dressage horse, it might help out my my uh, dressaging skills. Yeah. So. Dressaging. <laughs> dressaging is everyone's. <laughs> dressaging. I just made that up. I don't know. Yeah. Like if it's it. not a word, it should be. I've heard it. I think it's a word. It's kind of like, I think it's an urban nature. That's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. Webster's doesn't even cover it county anymore. If it's not, it, it, the urban dictionary is where you find your real words. Yeah. That's where I, yeah. that's what I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how I do. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> well, she passed. A plus, Karen. A plus. Bringing out the fitness team. Yes. It's our first Pilates answer yeah. ever on the podcast. Yep, the podcast first. Love it. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so are you, I listened to the show. Are you a vegetarian or a vegan? Is that what you are? Um, I am mostly a vegan. And I say that only because like when I'm at home, I'm basically a hundred percent vegan. So no animal products. Um, but when I go to horse shows, it is really hard to stay vegan. Um, and like when you're at a horse show for 12 hours a day and, um, the shows are nice enough to give the competitors food and it might have a little dairy in it. Like I'm eating it because I'm starving. You know, I, I definitely don't eat meat. Um, but I will budge a little bit on the dairy when it comes to horse shows. So now are you, and uh, uh, this isn't, this isn't for like a debate. I'm just curious about you. Yeah. Are you a, are you vegan for the health benefits or are you vegan for the animal rights side of things? Like the animal, you know, the treatment and all that stuff. Um, all of the above. So, I mean, I think the animal welfare kind of started my trend towards being a vegetarian. And then, um, I learned more about just, um, commercial farming and um, the environmental impacts. And so that kind of pushed me towards getting rid of animal products. And also the health benefits are great. Like I feel amazing. I'm like so much lighter, not like weight wise, but like just my body feels lighter and healthier. And um, I know that sounds a little like woo woo, but (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have I have a lot of energy most of the time, um, and yeah, so it works for me. Gotcha. Hmm. Very cool. 
Well, just kind of curious. It's yeah. just, it's not, uh, it's not, a, yeah. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, set you up for, you know, Karen, she's a woo woo. Watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We're, we're canceling yeah. that. We're the, every, every guest gets a, a complimentary box of Omaha steaks. Yeah. Karen, better cancel that. that. Canceling that. Re- reminder. That oh that yeah. <laughs> or you can send it to my, send it to my husband because he does love a good steak. Oh. I haven't convinced him to be a vegan yet. So anyway. That's tough. <laughs> okay. Cancel the Omaha steaks. Yeah. Me. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Emily, do you have any advice for a young rider trying to make it in this sport? Um, I think the most important thing is that you need to love the process. Like if you don't love the process, it's, way too much work to not enjoy what you're doing and um the kind of outcome that you're looking for like that's great if you want to be on an olympic team or whatever that's great but um you've got to love the everyday part of it so um that that would be my tip and never stop learning there's always something to learn from everyone um whether it be good or bad you can always learn learn something so Keep an open mind. Very cool. Yeah. And, you know, something we didn't really touch on earlier, like you mentioned that you had your own business, you were grown, but you felt like you're, you're, you weren't trained fully to continue going up the levels. So you took this kind of step back to go forward again and, 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 you know, have the humility to say, Hey, I'm going to go work and, and, and f- ride with the best and, uh, and get where I need to be in my training. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. You know, that, you had that vision that, that you knew the, the way to get where you want to go yeah. was to, was to, to get back to school basically. Yeah, it was definitely a leap of faith, but I am glad that I, I did it. So do you feel like when you started in business for yourself and like got the farm, it sounds like when you're telling the story, it was almost like a snowball to just kind of build and, and things kind of fell into place. So you just went the next step. Or did you feel like you were prepared and it wasn't until you were there and training and then trying to bring horses up that you realized that you needed some more uh, coaching? Yeah, it just kind of, I think you put it really well. It just kind of snowballed. Like I didn't move to Kentucky with the plan of buying a farm and whatever. It was just like one thing kind of led to the next and I got wrapped up in everything. Um, and it was great, but, um, yeah, I kind of realized eventually that like my riding had to take a back seat if I was going to own a farm and, and that sort of thing. So you just learn as you, as you do things and don't be afraid to, to realize that something you're doing isn't exactly what you want to be doing and it's okay to change course. So yeah, I like that. It is mm-hmm. okay to change course, especially when you feel like the course you're on is not, you know, the, the you know, where you want to be heading. You know, so that's uh, right. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Look at that, Ken. I think we got two, two pieces of advice. Yes, we did. For one, we got a two. For, we got <laughs> we two. Get for two for one. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Just, just for you guys. Just for you, guys. <laughs> you want more of that super knowledge? You got to tune yeah. into the whole equation. Yep. We're we're yep. gonna we're taking yep. all the best stuff. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> This is some of the good stuff you get from the Holy Question, that's for sure. That's uh, awesome. So, hey, yeah. as we kind of start to wind things down, we always love to hear about sponsors and supporters or, you know, who do you have behind you helping you guys out? Who's, who's, uh, 
He was helping keep that Corvette outfitted up really nice. Yeah. Well, um, as you know, it takes, takes the village, right? Um, but I would say as far as sponsors go, self-promotion is really not my, my strong suit, um, but I'm working on it. I need to start um, looking into to that more, but I do have um, a great sponsorship with Antares and my wonderful saddle rep, Zach Lemer. Um, so that's, that's kind of my major horse sponsor. Um, again, I have, I have some ideas of where I would like to kind of go and, and hopefully get something, get a partnership with other people, but that's, that's what I have right now. But my biggest supporters, um, are definitely my husband, um, who I mentioned multiple times, PJ Arnold, and then my parents who have always encouraged me to follow my dreams. Um, and they're just amazing. Like I couldn't ask for better parents. Um, all four of them, um, plus my new in-laws. So I guess that's that's a lot of parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mother's Day and Father's Day is really hitting, hitting the purse hard. <laughs> yeah. And then also um, the the group that owns my horse, Barry, uh, Black Flag Option, um, which, to be honest, includes mostly family members. But I am hoping to work towards um expanding that group and so if anybody wants to join team barry stay tuned heck yeah, yeah. So. that's what i'm talking about team barry <laughs> there you go. and i like the i like the yeah. name black flag option right isn't that what it is yeah black and flag. black flag option yeah and i actually came up with that after my whole like living in kentucky then moving to phillips like i was saying before about like changing course and um I don't know. It just came to me one day, um, you know, cause obviously there's more than one way to success basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might take a little bit of a longer route to get there, but you're still going to go through the flags and, and finish. So that was kind of the, the thought behind that name. Cool. Very awesome. Cool. Very thoughtful. Thanks yeah. for sharing that, where that came from. That's awesome. Now, do you have a, yeah. do you have a dream sponsor out there? This is the one. Yeah, if this you, is a the, dream sponsor. Yeah. Self promotion time. Let's do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, there's on. one thing out um, there. Okay, uh, dream sponsor. Man, you guys put me on the spot. Um, well, I really love uh, Noble Outfitters because their sun shirts are amazing. Like I wear those on a daily basis. So that's, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Um, also, I could really use a riding boot company. Um, because I wear through boots quickly, riding as many horses as I do. So, you know, I love Ariat. Just going to throw that out there. There we go. So, there we go. Yeah. So, we need right. Noble Outfitters, quality, quality stuff. <laughs> yes. And Ariat. Yeah. Step it up. We got an all points bulletin. Let's yep. go. They're listening. They're out there <laughs> listening right now. They know who they are. We're talking to you. We're talking to you right now. <laughs> Get on the uh, board. Call us first. Let us know. Or at least if you if you call Emily, you just got to let her know you heard about it. Yeah, yeah you right? got so yeah, definitely. It'll happen in no time. It's happened before. We've had people. You guys are great <laughs> making things happen. We've we have had at least one previous guest. Yes. Answer that question, and within a year, they she, yep. had their sponsorship. Yep. Just saying. Well, that would be awesome. You know, <laughs> just putting it out there in the world, and maybe it'll come back. So. Uh, 
Yeah. All right. Sounds good. There awesome. Go. So that's it. You got to put it out there in the world. You know, words have meaning. And once they're out of your mouth and out in the cosmos, you never know where it's going to go. How's exactly. Gonna come back. That's why <laughs> karma is so important. For sure. Gotta oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. I think you need to be on the whole equestrian. You're like, you're on the same page with all that talk right there. Well, I'm a little zenny. I got a little <laughs> zen thing. I got a little, you know, I got a little koi pond in a zen garden out back with some no, bamboo. No, he doesn't. I'll sit out there and I do my yoga, Karen. Stop it, Karen. You know I do it. I get out there in the stretchy pants. I Believe it or not, I have done plenty of yoga, Karen. He has done yoga. I'm pretty... I'm pretty, I mean, I'm not good at it. I wouldn't say I'm good, but I have done it. And it is very tough. Let me tell you. And I tried well, psychologists. You know. That stuff is no joke. I mean, both of those kick my fanny, Karen. They're yeah, tough. it's serious. I mean, you think it's all just like calming stuff. No, it is hard work. You're mm-hmm. like working your whole body. The whole time I so. do yoga, I'm saying to myself, this is stupid. This is dumb. But meanwhile, you know, I'm shaking and I'm sweating. I'm leaving a puddle. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so dumb. When's this over? You know, I'm saying that in my brain. And and I'm like, this isn't doing right. anything. And then I can't walk. I'm jelly. And <laughs> so it's definitely some some tough stuff. Yeah. Like the, well, I can talk. I can talk about fitness all day. Oh, yeah. Karen, oh, so, yeah. You know, I just don't look like I do fitness. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I have been. But, but you know it. You know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm an expert. Are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> I'm a life coach. So, but I am very zenny. I am very zenny. You know, here's a saying that I have. And they say, you know how they say, that, I don't know, hopefully this isn't too naughty, Karen, but, you know, people say life's uh, karma's a bitch. Okay. You've heard that. Yes. I say that all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's my second part to that saying. Karma's a bitch, but only if you are. And if you think about it, that's true, because karma is what you put out comes back. So if you're a good person, good karma comes back. You exactly. Get, I like that. Picking up what I'm putting down, Emily? Okay. Yep. Yep. So, see, oh, I, yeah. I'm a very deep thought person. I just come across very shallow. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Oh, I wouldn't take you as shallow. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so uh, that's trademark. Uh, Major League Eventing, the, the karma's a bitch yeah, yeah. if you are. I think that's right. trademark. So, so you can you can use that on the show, but <laughs> you have to you know say you know trademark Major League Eventing. You can just shorten up MLE. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Oh, goodness. So hey, uh, we'll wrap things up. You're probably like I, I can hear her old eyes rolling around in her head right now, Karen. <laughs> or some of my dumb things. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> But uh, so basically, at the end, how can people get a hold of you? How can people, if they're interested in maybe getting or jumping on board this, the the the, um, the sponsorship train, the Corvette train, hopping on the whole equestrian? How do people follow you along? I know you have all types of stuff going, so we'll just sit back and listen. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can find me on Facebook at Emily Hamill Eventing or on Instagram at Hamill Eventing. Um, so that's the best way to contact me about, you know, riding, training, horses, whatever. Um, and then the whole equestrian is at the whole equestrian on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. And then the podcast comes out monthly, right? Yeah. You know, again, we would love to do more, but right now one, one a month is what we've got going on, but yeah, we should have the next episode out. Um, like beginning to mid September, hopefully. Okay. Awesome, so, awesome. 
So people look for Emily on the live stream with us. Yes. If, if everything works yes. out good. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't leave us hanging now. That's it's all, it's out. I won't. Uh, <laughs> you know, you extended the invitation. I'm going to be there. And then meet. So. And then meet Emily at the tailgate. Yeah. So before, or after, or before yeah. both, or you know, both, whatever, or, whatever. It yeah. Takes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Well, Karen, was this fantastic? Yeah, this was award. great. This was Emily, great. you're the reason we do this podcast. We love to meet new people and talk to new people and get different uh, viewpoints of, of of what how people are making their living and what they're doing. And and uh, we're just so thankful that you came on. Well, this was really fun. Um, thanks so much for the opportunity. You guys are great. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers. <laughs>